Welcome to Wisdom's Echo, Origin Gate's daily podcast. If you love Wisdom's Echo and want to invest in the lives of our speakers, head to patreon.com slash wisdoms echo, where for as little as $2 a month, you can help us deliver the same impactful content you enjoy. Hello everyone, good day to you. Uh, my name is Dewan. I also think I've never ever used this greeting before in my life. So I guess it's a new day. Um, today I would like to uh, talk about uh, something that is um, different from what I usually talk about in the sense that I usually talk about um, the stuff that I get from Yahweh and, and you know, um, uh, things that he shares with me and, and stuff like that. But today I want to actually take this time to honor my wife, Eileen. Some of you have met her, know her, um, but she's amazing and I want to share something um, that's actually hers. Uh, also, also by now, because she shared this about uh, maybe nine months ago. So by now, we I can't really remember which part of this whole thing is her stuff or my stuff. So it's kind of blended into one. Um, but it really started with her. So what I'm about to share with you today uh, uh, came out of her mouth. Um, she shared this with, with us, uh, with our community during that time, nine months ago. And uh, what, when she shared the weight of it, I, I don't even know how to describe um, fully how important um, was the message that she shared to us. Um, so I'll try to get there. I don't know if I'll be coherent as usual, but we will, we will try. Alright, so um, the, the, the verse that she kind of read out from uh, is actually from 1 Samuel chapter 9. Uh, and in 1 Samuel chapter 9, um, Saul, uh, before he was the king, right, he was uh, uh, just a normal Israelite, but really tall, really handsome, you know, and he lost his donkeys, he lost his father's donkeys, right? So that's the context of First Samuel chapter 9. And we'll start from uh, verse uh, 5, okay? So so they've been searching for these donkeys for a while now. And then in verse 5, it says, um, when they, because it was Saul and his servant who went to look for the donkeys, it says, when they had come uh, to the land of Zeph, Saul said to his servant who was with him, come, let us return, lest my father cease caring about the donkeys and become worried about us. So very considerate, he's worried that his dad is worried, right? And so, verse 6, it says, And he said to him, uh, so, most probably Saul's servant said to Saul, right? Saul's servant says, Look now, there is in this city a man of God, referring to Samuel, right? The prophet Samuel. And he is an honorable man. All that he surely say, uh, all that he says surely comes to pass. So let us go there. Perhaps he can show us the way that we should go. Then Saul said to his servant, But look, if we go, what shall we bring the man? For the bread in our vessels is all gone, and there is no present to bring to the man of God. What do we have? And the servant answered Saul again and said, Look, I have here at hand one-fourth of a shekel of silver. I will give that to the man of God to tell us our way. Formerly in Israel, when a man went to inquire of God, he spoke thus, Come, let us go to the seer. For he who is called a prophet was formerly called a seer. Then Saul said to his servant, Well said, well said, come, let us go. And they went to the city where the man of God was. And so, it's really interesting because uh, when we were having, uh, the, the context with my wife shared this, um, um, I mean revelation, right, was when we were just discussing this, um, verse as a community is kind of strange, you know, church stuff. And we were we didn't. I, I I thought it was kind of a boring passage, if you ask me. I don't know, like, was there anything 
amazing. But when my wife saw something in this, I, I thought this was really amazing because because um let, let's see how let's 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 talk about this because I, I don't think we've ever talked about Saul's servant before. I've never heard anyone talk about Saul's servant. Maybe maybe some of you have heard about it before. But 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 my wife Eileen basically leaned on and talked about uh, Saul's servant. And what, what happened here was Saul wanted to go, I mean the servant wanted to go meet Samuel, um, but they didn't have anything to offer the man. And so Saul, Saul's servant tells Saul, look, I have at, here at hand one fourth of a shekel of silver. I will give that to the man of God to tell us our way. And, and we know the rest of the story. The rest of the story is that Saul meets Samuel and Samuel tells him um, um, that you're going to become king and anoints him as king, makes him king. And and um and then Saul gets transformed, right? Um, so so here, I think it's really amazing what the servant did. Like like unknowingly or knowingly, right? When they approached the man of God, they didn't have anything to offer him. And so the the Saul servant went to Saul and said, "Look, I have here a piece of silver. Why not take it and give it? Why not take it and trade it in?" And so so I, when when my my wife shared this, it was it was so amazing because she was saying that that he, this servant is not even known, like that doesn't have a name, right? That is, is not even a famous person. Yet, yet in, in the most crucial moment where, where he's, I mean the most crucial moment in, in maybe one of, in Saul's life or maybe in the life lifespan of Israel as a nation, you know, in this one crucial moment, the servant goes to Saul and says, look, I have here a piece of silver. Why not take, take mine and offer it up as yours? And I think this is so, so amazing, the, the heart that the servant carried, right? that he would offer up his own piece of silver and offer it up as if it was Saul's piece of silver. So, so I, I, let me see if I can find language for why this is so amazing. Like, like that's why I, I titled the, the podcast today, Our Trade Matters. You know, like when we, when we um, especially in our circles, we talk so much about trading and everything, which is really great. Like, like one, of the, one of the most life-changing things that have happened to us is learning how to trade. Right? And, and we trade for so many reasons. There are leveraged trades. There are trades where you can offer up your, your pain and exchange it for, 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 for joy. And, and, off, and, and Yahweh, Yahweh always gives us um, really, really good things out of the exchange that we offer up. You know? And, and, and here, here is a man who, who, who is a, no, not named at all, offering up a trade that would impact an entire nation. This trade that he offered up would impact... Um, um, the, the nation of Israel, so that Samuel would actually come and anoint Saul king. His trade had an impact on that. And I, I just wonder, like, like, how much of our trades, right? How much of our trades has impact that we don't see and we haven't yet seen? I think the issue with a lot of how church has done giving is, is, the, is, the, is the way that they framed up um, why we should give. And, and what they've done is, is said that, you know, we give because we have to, right? The issue with, with that is that we don't realize the value that we have before Yahweh and the value of whatever we give. Um, what does it mean to God, right? When, when actually when we give, we're giving out of our blood, our sweat, our tears, our time, all these things that we're giving. And, and what, what uh, I think church culture has not done well is steward uh, the substance that is inside us when we give. So that we, we, we feel like we can rob people of their time or rob people of their money when actually Yahweh values our giving so much. Like Yahweh sees our giving and, and when he sees that, how can he not do something about it? 
because because we, we we have given willingly of the substance that we carry of the substance that we've we've done not not that not that we anything belongs to us right but the, the fact is that when we when we start to to come to him to to offer something that 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 God has given us right so it, it, this, the same thing happens happened with Abraham right when 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 Abraham in in Genesis 15 begin began to see that that Yahweh the possessor of heaven and earth had, had, had given him his enemies right and the value that he had before Yahweh he he had no he had no no like he was so compelled to give one tenth of everything he wanted he had to Melchizedek when he realized that he had value he would give out of the value that he had and so I, I like like that's why when when the disciples um of Jesus right when 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 they sat when when the three thousand of them or five thousand of them sat before Jesus and and sat there till they were faint right and 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 the disciples said uh, I told told Jesus why not why not um send them out and let them get their own food and Jesus said no 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 we have to give them food we are responsible for them because they gave their time and their energy to come and be under with us we are responsible to feed them. And so I think it's a, it's the same here. Like it, when when we realize that that we are giving out of something that means something to us, then then we know that there's something um beyond our trade. Just trading, we're not just trading for for breakthrough in this generation or the next. We are trading for the generations to come, and and, and, and trading in a way that can impact both all of creation, and that all of creation will be can be different because of the way that we trade. And so so this this is just one one line that she. That, that 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 my wife shared with us and when 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 I heard it I was so wrecked by it because because it later says right it later says uh in I think first Samuel 10 or 11 it says that when 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 Samuel warned the people about what a king would do right but they still wanted and then and then they said okay Yahweh will give you a king which is Saul and then once Saul was inaugurated and then it says that that, that Samuel took out a book of wrote a book of royalty and taught the people the ways of royalty I think that's amazing because when, when my wife shared that, right, then a book of royalty opened up for us and we learned how to function in the ways of royalty, the, the ways of kingship. And, and it's out of that 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 trait that 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 Saul's servant did, who again he is not named, like we don't even remember him. But out of that that trait is the first hint, right, that Jesus, that Yeshua himself would become the king of kings. Because in that moment, a book of royalty opened up for the for for the human race, not not a book of royalty. It's just how to lord over other people. It's a book of of royalty that taught us how to be kings. So so I I feel that that trait is so is so amazing that 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 I have to meet this guy right. I have to meet this this Saul servant. Like what what an amazing trait he made to to be at the, at the right time and say this is what I have. We should offer this up, and so I think that there is. I just want to encourage us today. Uh, before I I kind of bring this to a close, right? It, it, this is the same thing. Like I want to talk about a trait that that happened on the face of the earth that I I feel that has so much ramifications for 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 who we are going to become right now. And this is a trait of of King King David when when King David was about to die, right? In First Chronicles chapter twenty nine, and when he was told not to build, um, uh, he not not to build the temple, but that Solomon would build the temple. Right? And then it says that in, in 1 Chronicles chapter 29, it, it talks about how David uh, uh, kept a special offering, a special trait for Yahweh. It says a special treasure, right? a sagula, a special treasure for Yahweh. And, and he, he, he stored up all this gold and silver and iron and wood out of his own treasury and out of the treasury of the nation of Israel. And when he did that, uh, he, he, what he did was he would, he, would, he would offer up his offering and then he makes this amazing statement. He, he says, 
he says like like now uh now who then is willing to consecrate himself to this day to Yahweh? And then it says that all the leaders of the fathers' houses, the leaders of the tribes of Israel, the captain of thousands and hundreds, all the officers offered willingly. And they offered um, to the work of the house of God, the building of the house of God, they offered 5,000 uh, talents of, of gold and 10,000 talents of silver and so on and so on. And so they watched David give and then, and then after that they proceeded to give out of their own treasuries all the people of Israel. And, and I love this, I love this, 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 this phrase that it says that then the people uh, rejoiced for they offered willingly because with a loyal heart they had offered willingly to Yahweh. And King David also rejoiced greatly. So King David saw the, the, the trade that the, the, the leaders of Israel gave and he saw that and was pleased and he rejoiced in that trade. And, and I think that, that, that even as we, we, like something is happening with our trade recently, guys. Something is happening because because I feel that we that, that there is something about trading because of a loyal heart to Yahweh. Something opens up for us, and I, I feel that when when the nation of Israel when when it gave this trade, this trade impacts them today. They because because it says that David in, in this very chapter, David said he says that David set his heart on uh, set his affection. He said, "I've set my affection on the house of God, not just the house of God that's physical, that's the temple that they built, but the house of God that's in the spirit, right?" Because that's why there is a key to the house of David. Is that there is a house of there is a house of God built up that, that we are now the house of God that David invested in the spirit through his trade. And so that's why the nation of Israel has a peace in what we are doing today because of this trade. Ways that I, I, I cannot even comprehend, but there's, this trade means something. And, and I, I feel that our trade means something. I just um yeah, I'm not sure what else can I say about this, but I want I want to 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 just just harp on this one point, which is that sometimes when we trade, we we mean no one may ever know who we are. No one may ever know know the amount we gave. No one may ever know like like how significant it is that when we offered it up, the sacrifice that we paid. No one may ever know this. Like like no one may ever see this, right? And Jesus of course encourages people not to know, <laughs> not to be seen for it. But but I'm saying like no one may ever know. But even even we ourselves may not know the true significance of of what our trade is bringing. And I want to encourage us today that we can choose right to continue watching what our trade is bringing us what Yahweh is is doing with our trade because when we trade we are not just giving something to Yahweh we are actually allowing Yahweh to do something with what we have the substance that we carry and because of for, for the sake of our lineage for the sake of the creation right because creation is tied to us for the sake of all these things we can see right we can watch we have permission to watch over the, the 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 ripple effects the the returns of, of the trade that we offered up yeah and so so i want to encourage you like like i i i if, if today you 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 find that that i'm not sure why i've traded this so uh, traded stuff into yahweh and don't see the returns of it right i want to encourage you like like it's not really about what people say it's not really about all these things it's more about about asking yahweh to show us why we trade and what are we trading into because when we can see those things Right, we that 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 the 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 um the circumstances of our trade may be may be far beyond what we can ever see, and so yeah, it's a mystery that we can be put into, and that Yahweh can show us, so that you can be encouraged, you can see like Abraham see the day of the Lord before he lived in it. It's like Jesus said, right, that Abraham saw my day and was glad, and and Yahweh is about to give us the ability in greater measure to see the days ahead because we are the new day, the days ahead, and be glad. Yeah, so, so I just want to bless you with this. I uh, hope it impacts you. Um, 
And may we continue to trade the way that kings and priests trade. Shalom, everyone.